practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Neil deGrab asked, am I right? <laughs> you got him. <laughs> so much Had juicy. Had to turn it on just for that. Uplead to I that. hope he's listening. No, maybe that's like, you know, we finally got him. He thought he was cool. He thought he was Colbert material. Nope. This is like, that's a downfall, baby. Right back to the yeah. dregs of the jerks. Now you're just Comes a crawling Bill back. Nye. Oh, he's back to, wait, did you call him a Nye? Like, he's a science guy wait. level thing? Is Nye oh, yeah, in the, he's in, back. Is Nye in the tin too? Back in the cellar with him. No, <laughs> he's down there with Beekman. <laughs> Beekman's probably, Beekman's Jerry Seinfeld. Just unlimitedly wealthy? Yeah, no, it's the same guy. Beekman was Seinfeld. Seinfeld oh. is Beekman. Why do they always have a rat as a sidekick? <laughs> he doesn't have feet. I'm calling it right now. Seinfeld and Beekman's world, same show. I could rat see. Costanza. Beep, Crazy beep, woman. Beep, beep, science. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with this helium balloon? It's like a Mr. Wizard was Seinfeld-y. Like, kids would be like, what's the deal with tinfoil? He'd be like, <laughs> he'd see you buy it. <laughs> I didn't lose a leg in Korea just so you could ask me a stupid question you could find in a book. Somebody, my headphones might, might be a little, a little hot. You got a pair of bros on there? He still got him set for New York, the New York levels, not for the beautiful, beautiful pastoral sounds of Portland. They they weren't created by Dr. Dre. They were created by, um, I don't know, the drummer from Sublime. Green beats <laughs> like weed, man. <laughs> Wonder what he's up. OK, to. I turned turned my cans down. Nice. Good. Better. Thanks, yeah. And everybody got a sneak peek. Mm hmm. <laughs> No peek behind the veil. Have you guys done Neil deGrasse to death already? I didn't listen to the full episode. No, No, not at all. Not at all. We saved some gristle Mm. for you, Henning. It's tis the crank season. The crank can always come in and... Oh. Oh. Him and his cohort, Musk. I got the... The crank isn't here. The crankiest? But the crank is in my goddamn blood. (laughs) <laughs> I have got the holiday cranks. So Should we start bad. now with so with welcome to the jerk practice podcast. We got the holiday crank, Arr! but not the crank. But ah oh man, I'm crank. Just a oh crank. Hans, the holiday goose <laughs> oh, is loose. It's me, <laughs> Casey. Hey, <laughs> it's Henning. And then of course oh, across hey, me, I the got the holiday. Anno- Andromini. Casey. Yes. <laughs> Crank skink and goose. Back at you. No, uh, I say crank, and thank you for introducing the pod. And keep. When's the last time you guys bought ni- uh, packing tape from a 99 cent store? <laughs> it's been a while. They closed my 99 cent store. so That is Take too that, cheap for packing tape. Yeah. Oh, man. Unbelievable. That's just fruit leather. Just wet (laughs) 
fruit leather. Like, that's not going to hold. It's just thick scotch. <laughs> that's not going to hold. You got a thick scotch. No, 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 no. It. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let me tell you about my crank issues with 99 cent store packing tape. It's not the cheapness. <laughs> it's not the hold. It's the fact that old 99 cent, they can't be satisfied making 97 cents. They got to make 98 cents because they can't put a goddamn little break or marker. So every time you use the tape, it blends right back onto the roll and you got to go picking for that new piece of tape. I almost fucking jumped off the roof. Because you were taping your Christmas lights up with 99 cent store packing tape? I was going to crawl up the chimney and throw myself (laughs) off with cheer, a la Santa Claus. No, I was wrapping gifts to send out for all the boys and girls, and I just couldn't keep it. Like, I hadn't eaten enough, so I kept misplacing the, the scissors and... Oh, it's crunch time, baby. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's crunch time. If you don't get that baby in the mail, it's gonna get there January third. They got they yeah. got backup. So oh, that packing tape, and it's like, guys, come on, you can't put a little teeth on there for. It's all profit. It's all profit. That's another ninety eight cents. I'm just. I'm not giving. I'm not giving the money away here. I'm only charging ninety eight cents for a roll of tape. <laughs> what do you want from me? No, but I got to feed my family. And then you, then a lot of you out there might be saying, "Hey, cranky H, why not go to Walmart and spend a little more, treat yourself? You know what the jump from ninety nine cent to tape with teeth on it is? It's like a five dollar markup. What am <laughs> I? What is this? I mean, oh. I'm just wrapping a box here. You it? buy the refills from the 99 center, then recycle yeah. the dispenser invest from Walmart. You only got to buy it once. Different invest fit. in no. the razor handle, Hans. Oh, different standards. Shit. Oh, yeah. Different gauges. <laughs> We're talking got Japan to Singapore here. Going. <laughs> That's why you have to be, you have to have the fold. You got to do the lip fold. Meg did uh, the dog lip fold. It. Yeah, I heard about that. Meg did a dog <laughs> fold on it. Heard about this move? And... I wasn't ready for it, and I ended up having to rip the outside of my package because what are you going to just have a flap sitting there so it gets stuck when they close the truck? <laughs> UPS right. Right. package ends up in you know Green Des Bay. Bay. <laughs> no one at Green Bay deserves a gift. No way. Oh my god, there was something else I'm cranky about too. I'll get to it. I'm like I'm too worked up right now. Is it the weather? Is it politics? <laughs> Is it your neighbor? I mean, politics, actually, while I feel bad for the country, I feel, politically, I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel on the right side. I feel on the right side of the raspberry right now. It doesn't yank the crank? No, crank, that's my... Kind of exciting. It's because we all knew all this shit for two years, and now it's just finally getting verified, so it's all... You were, it's all I told you so at this point. Yeah. Which feels oh, what good. Are you guys, That's what it. are you guys talking about? The, the Gestapo throwing Michael Cohen in jail <laughs> for being a good soldier? Come on. He's got great Where are we living? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, you're right, Henning. It just feels good. There's nothing good about it, obviously. And just as a little taste on the presidential raspberry in this. So 
I remember a couple episodes I was like, oh, you know what? I want to do a podcast about the presidents, right? Uh-huh. Hey, guess yeah, what? Yeah. There's a podcast done by the Washington Post called Presidential that is phenomenal. And, I, you know, I think I could do better, but I don't think mm-hmm. I can swing getting Doris Kearns Goodwin on my Harding <laughs> episode. And I can't get Meacham on my goddamn Jefferson episode. I got you two. You can do a good Jefferson and Harding, that's for sure. sure. I got a Melodica or whatever he played, the French toot or whatever. French horn oh, Harding. French horn Harding. But... Uh, uh, we well, can uh, just yeah. listen to the podcast and filter it through your your comedic mind i would listen the shit out of that oh should i just comment on her just, podcast yeah. should, you should you listen to theirs to do the research anymore and then it's right there turn that mic on and just go and try and remember as much as possible and stay on track all right cold tag podcast, thanks guys podcast commentary on podcast other well podcasts. let me just dish out a little dirt that it's a spoiler but we're harding people here so and mm-hmm. it mm. so relates died, died in the wool Ride or yeah. die for Harding. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Straw so hats relates for days. to what's going on. He did right nothing now wrong. That I can't <laughs> believe it's not being talked about. I think that's how much people don't give a shit about this guy because mm-hmm. it is factually proven that when Warren G. Harding was running for president, the woman he was having an affair with, the Republican National Committee paid her $20,000 in cash. For her silence, and not only that, they sent her and her mom on a cruise to Japan for the entirety of the campaign. That is amazing. <laughs> that is ex- wow. that is there's that's the hush money, but like with a sweet early Japanese cruise twist. So God, this has happened shit. in history. Ooh. It's insane. Like just just take out telephones. Like, just, like, look how much easier it is. I'm not even, inter- like, no internet, no telephone. You're just like, how about this, honey? Yeah. I love you. You know how I feel about your mom. How about you get on a boat for seven months? Yeah. And ne- can I, what's the farthest place from here? And you just spun the globe and went, Japan? Perfect. <laughs> oh, you know those famous Japanese cruises? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, he just got her, like, a steamer, just oh. threw her luggage on a boat and paid her Captain Ron to take her the long way. Uh, there's a, so before this even happened, this is before he was even nominated president. The Republican National Committee didn't even know that he they were going to nominate him or his backstory. So once he got nominated, he was like, by the way, I'm paying this woman $5,000 cash a year because she's had my child out of wedlock. And they're like, ah, Harding, <laughs> Hardy, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, it has happened before, but like at least. I, yeah, you're right. You take out the instant. uh news cycle and you know harding doesn't seem like such a douche because i'm sure i don't know what his response would be if he never got busted while in office you know this never came to light but no but that japanese assassin poisoned his shrimp his lobster bisque (laughs) on that fatal voyage of his (laughs) so the rumor is for everybody listening and of one of the beautiful things I said, beautiful of listening to an episode on Warren G. Harding is remembering back to our first ever 
let's make it contextual. Mm-hmm. Our first ever yeah. jerk practice show. And I was just thinking about it. That show is fucking concept art. That show is oh, yeah. insane. It should have been on like a weird adult swim. And we should have been dubbed in German. So just like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And I'm not saying that to toot our own horn. I'm just laughing about like, we did not necessarily feel the need to say, hey, audience, do you remember the president, Warren G. Harding? And did you know that maybe there's rumors that he died because he ate a tainted shrimp? And y'all remember the Lusitania, right? This is my buddy. He's going to play. He's going to play. Obviously. Uh, he's going to uh, be a, uh, what's the word? He's going to personify a ship and have a battle with, you guys know what U-boats are, right? You're a hip crowd. Like, you have to remember, like, obviously we know what U-boats are. I bet most of the people at that show were like, fuck's a U-boat? But the one Some smart kind of thing we did is we set up, it. We it was so structured the first thing we did, because we did all of these goofy historical interstitials, and they were like very simple. And the first one was George Washington on the precipice of the Delaware River with his lackey. And then the we were, we were, what your we were, jerk practice is going to bring you is the dramatic crossing of the Delaware River. Uh-huh. And then I come out in skin-tight sn- blue snow pants and no shirt, <laughs> barefooted. And Hans is George Washington versus a river. So then we fight to music. So people are Crocodile like, okay, rock. I understand. And then you can just put anything in there. Just make it weird. And we did. We had a, a Russell, an assassin to shrimp. The, to the Star Trek fight music? <laughs> no, it was Crocodile Rock. <laughs> Legitimately. Yes, I don't was, know why yeah. we came to it other than we're like, that's... <laughs> Either way. That's a ridiculous song to use. And th- so when you take all those little tastes, you know, you you curl Casey's stash like Dali and give him a beret. Yeah. And he goes, I feel like I put on a show with the shrimp dancing to ah, Crocodile Rock. And they go, Brava, Brava. <laughs> it's all Senora, takes, baby. Senora. It's just we just happen to be in the filthy bar comedy swing of things i don't know if we high-hatted people i think people may have thought we were far more intelligent than we were (laughs) because i do remember people after that show more so than any other show maybe it was to keep me from climbing up that chimney and jumping (laughs) it off but people were like that was really fun and maybe it's just because it was full-faced insanity and i was like i'm not yeah i think we didn't stop yeah. Didn't stop to explain it because why? <laughs> the why? sketch was already ten, eight minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> I was cut, cutting it to the bone. I think already, it's yeah. trying to get it down. That is that is like like Possibly. a metaphor for I don't know. Or we had so for, much respect for aging, right? Like when you're younger, mm-hmm. you're just like fuck it, man. I get it. If you don't want to get on board, fucking <laughs> sit there and look at a shrimp. It's a great costume. <laughs> But we dressed it up in a way right. where there were multiple levels to it. Yeah, you didn't have to. You're like Warren G. Harding. Either A was a real president I never <laughs> heard about, or B that's a really funny name for a fake sounding president. And now he's got a bunch of boys in short Thank shorts you. roller skating around him. Like, All right, 
Thank you. We for, we buried the lead here. You come out. We as, did a lot of research on the one Warren of the least Jordan. known uh, politi- American political figures in history. Come out and play one of the least known facts about that political figure, and that is that Warren G. Harding, as a young man, used to play his French horn at the roller rink for dimes or whatever. And he installed the presidential roller rink. Okay. In his White House. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> cornet. That was it. Cornet. The miniature cornet. trumpet. Yes. So Coming back. To, to bring so we, that all to together. Be, yeah. To bring that all together. Casey comes out doing an amazing Harding, by the way. I still love it. Just loose, feeling it like that classic, like nothing's going to bring me down. Like it's that like uh, everything. It's that. It, it, uh, uh, Harding's campaign was a return to normalcy, and that's how you treated it. You're a president mm-hmm. in the middle of a roller rink about to play a cornet, but you're playing it like, yeah, what are you talking about? It's Tuesday, baby. <laughs> and then as you start to play, all of us come out in the shortest jean shorts and mm-hmm. legitimate roller skates. Actual yeah, roller we bought skates. roller skates. We scoured many at the Twin Cities for three pairs of roller skates. Oh, that is so insane. And like one was a size 13. So like Mickey <laughs> had like newspaper in his. And we just roller skated in circles around this sketch. It is beautiful. I would love to find the script, to find the old tape and do it. Act for rebook us at the Bryant Lake Bowl. Let's do it all over again, baby. Twenty years later, see what I you remember. Find, you didn't find the tape. It sounds like you're going from having recently watched it. We sounds fresh. Rehearsed that a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah, I'll oh, never yeah. forget it. I remember when we conceived of the like we need to have you guys roller skating, and I remember talking about how much. You and Hans, you and I were like, I was like, I need you guys to be really bad at roller skating. Like, I really wanted, like, the the fact that you guys kept falling down to even become the focal point of that because I thought that idea was so funny. God, that's so good. So we're being forced to roller around in his Oval Office. Yeah, I wanted, like, in my mind's pleasure. eye, I wanted, like... You couldn't stay like Bambi on the ice. Yes. Type of like, it's just, you couldn't. I think the problem it became was... distracting, which is insane. Cause why would like, cause I think that whole part was me just saying gibberish. I, yeah, it was like legs up boys. Keep the, keep it high and tight. Keep it moving. <laughs> Let me play some tunes. It, you were just keeping the flow, but I feel like the introduction was like, again, such an obscure thing for those that don't know Harding administration was plagued with scandal the most famous was called teapot dome where Mm -hmm. his secretary of the interior sold uh oil reserves to private oil companies under this lie for like five million dollars or whatever big scandal and somebody comes in is like harding you heard of teapot dome and help me if i'm not wrong he goes teapot dome (gasps) teapot where's my coronet Where's my dancing yeah. boys? <laughs> it's like, that's all it takes. <laughs> that's so, oh, man. That's like fun. Fiddling for on fun the and Titanic? For free, man. Is that the idea? I think so. Coroneting on those cans. To possibly give it a reference someone could hold on to. See, Henning, you know how good that is? If we could have tied it in to the sinking of the Lusitania 
and Harding comes out as a three-man quartet with his roller skating boys, like, let's play him down, boys. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) No, Harding was our... Because that was the thick of, like, that's when we started, obviously, so that was the... When we watched nothing but Mr. Show. Yeah. So I just had, like, I wanted Warren Harding to just be, like, Lenny from The Simpsons. Like, he's always around somewhere to, like, pull him out of the hat and have him, like, flit through the background. In an alternate universe, you know, somebody from Second City was sitting in that audience and Harding's a household name again. We almost had it for him. We almost (laughs) had it for him. Harding is beautiful, by the way. I looked. Maybe I had to look if up people had known more about, maybe if people had known more about Harding, and his scandals, no Trump in 2016. It all, yep, it's all in yeah, missed baby. it by an inch, guys. Instead of going the sexy route and comparing him to Hitler all the time, you know what? You bring him down a peg. He's not even close to being that important. He's just the new Harding. And everybody goes, who the fuck is Warren Harding? And they do the research and like, wow, he was the dumbest president we had (laughs) until now. (laughs) Harding wasn't dumb. He was just horny and old. I think I only think of him as as dumb because he had a cameo on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh my god, thank you for bringing that up. Which I cheesed out when I saw it. Everybody's like, why do you give a shit? And I was like... Uh, you, who, if you're listening, I would have had to tell that to somebody, and I just was like, "Yeah, I don't know. so I think he's cool." Warren G. Harding <laughs> is portrayed on board that show, Boardwalk Empire, as like a guy who doesn't really know where he is all, all the time, like almost like a yeah. late uh, term Reagan, like almost Alzheimer's. Sure, yeah, but, like George Bush Reagan yeah. mixed, just a like you said, horny old guy who's oblivious. Right, like they're like, hey. Mr. Hardy, or I want you to meet Mr. Hardy, and he could be president someday, and Harding's like, uh, do you know the coat check girl? <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but, um, uh, one aspect of, what was I going to say, of Harding, of being dumb, uh, nope, I lost it. I lost it. Not He dumb, was a good looking young man. That's what I was going to say. Strapping. It really was. You look at him when he was president. He had some wild eyebrows. Yeah, he was ghoul. But you look at him and he's mm-hmm. young and you're like, who is that? Sly Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, the, speaking of the multiverse, there's a uh, the dimension I want to be in is the Harding vehicle starring Sly Stallone. Why couldn't that be great? Why not? Scandals. I don't know. Horniness. Stallions. Horniness. And, it'll be called the Horny Hunk, our commander in chief. <laughs> <laughs> the horniness, the hunkiness. Uh, uh, the Hunkstitution. You're breaking the Hunkstitution. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm just picturing it folded in, like in that era, like post roots, north and south, like an 80s soft camera. Multi-night movie event, sliced alone as the horniness, the hunkiness. Are you proposing an eight-part miniseries about Warren G. Harding's life starring Sly Stallone? If you got the stallion, you ride the stallion. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, indeed. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I was gonna so all right, so we're on Harding history. I was just laughing about that. I just I just it, it's it I I never re- I think of little snippets of like our old shows, but that one like mm-hmm. it was like this snippet and I was like, what came after it? Oh yeah, it was that thing about um Cortez. What and then I just put it all together and then like details came. I was like, that's yeah. fucking <laughs> I wish I was sitting in the and again I'm not saying because what an amazing show to be in the audience just to see that. To see it no, with fresh eyes. I just think I would just sit there I'd be and curious. Just go, what the fuck is going I'd either go like this is a crazy. My first thought was probably be this is the craziest thing I've ever done. It's rough, but it's crazy. Yeah. And I would like to think my second thought is like, you hear that with comedians, like they're like, I saw a show at Second City, and they said, I have to do that. I would have to be like, yeah. I have to be them. Like Scott Thompson talks about how he used to go see, um, uh, kids in the hall shows before he was in, mm-hmm. and literally he was just like. So I just started heckling them and inter- and putting my own jokes until they couldn't stand not to just let me join. Yeah. Which is funny. I heard a, a Will Arnett interview and he he did saw was the same thing. He saw the kids in the hall perform and then was just like, uh, I'd never want to do that. What? Yeah, he No, I was a uh, uh uh I think it was a WTF episode with Will Arnett. He talked about being in, uh, you know, like comedy sports, the improv, and he saw what would one day become Kids in the Hall, and he just said, "No, I can't do that. Too weird. Don't like that." Did he end up? It was like, go ahead. No, and it was just like that was that, and then the end of the story, he revealed who it was. Oh, that's crazy. So he was like, either they're too good or it's like, that's just not something I ever want to be that vulnerable on stage. No, or it like just he was like, nope, want no part in that. Whatever that is, don't like it. Good. Good on him. He didn't do it. So what avenue did he take to be a comedic actor? Did he just take like a, a <laughs> traditional acting route? No, he uh, from what I recall is he. Moved to New York. You know how he does all the voiceovers for, like, the Ram trucks? Yeah. He just has done that. Oh. He did that then. Like, he got into the voice acting thing Mm -hmm. and just was just coasting by, like, getting good-sized checks. You know, kind of... Who are we talking about again? Still Scott Thompson? No, Will Arnett. I missed... I missed something. Oh, I was just saying Will Arnett. I loved how Will Arnett was the opposite of Scott Thompson. Like, he saw... Some of the kids in the hall guys performed together and just said, turned on his heel and was like, nope, no thanks. You know that eight degrees of... And now he's Lego Batman. You know mm-hmm. that eight degrees of everything. Kevin Baconism or whatever? I yeah. want you guys to try it. So we went from Trump to Harding to Scott Thompson to Will Arnett. How can you bring that back contextually to Trump? Uh... Uh, Amy Poehler on Weekend Update and Trump hosted SNL. Boom. Wow. Good. I, th- I thought we were going to be here all day. Nice. Will, Ar- Will Arnett's honest rest of development with Tambor. And Tambor is a very Trump-like show. Yeah. Oh my god. That's amazing. You guys, all are, you guys are loose. See, my brain's too full of 
the, those tape fumes. You ever smelled the the smell of that packing tape? From the <laughs> back to the tape. I'm telling you, <laughs> bring it back to the tape, baby. It really does the smell Trump- chemically. <laughs> the oh, tape, tape I was sniffing was El Trumpo, and El Trumpo <laughs> is owned by Trump. Well, no, I mean that tape used to be made in America, but El Trumpo <laughs> roused the tape faction, and he sent it over to the Indonesians. Put a Terra fun sticky stuff. Terra fun post-its. Probably does. You, who, one of my favorite facts that more than one person randomly has pulled out in conversation that I truly don't give a fuck about because it can't possibly be a conversation that goes anywhere. Do you guys know where I'm going? Hey, did you know a post-it note was invented by a beach boy? No. <laughs> it was invented by a monkey. Oh, a the monkey. guy thank you. <laughs> one of the guys the monkey the guy from the monkeys the the one with the stocking cap it was his mom <laughs> he invented mtv he invented music videos <laughs> so it's more, not mickey dolan's so more but. than one time in my life have i been like because it's christmas at a holiday party or something like <laughs> and somebody you know had a filler like you know uh one of the monkey's moms big post-it note money <laughs> like, big what? Post-it note. Jeez. Uh, i mean sadly i only know that because i loved watching monkeys reruns on nick at night sure and i always wondered why they didn't keep doing stuff without being able to conceptualize they weren't actually a band they were just a comedy troupe that played music so I always just thought it was because of the post-it note guy. I was like, he's too rich. He's too good for the rest of the monkeys, man. How much money do you think he's got with that post-it? 3M bought it. Right? All right, now I know too much. <laughs> I mean, the conversation did go deep. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take us down that monkey hole. But a monkey <laughs> hole, I want to go down on. <laughs> Is uh, we haven't had Henning since Otto Hendrini, right? And there's uh, so Anno. much to talk about. Yeah. Anyo Hendramanai. Oh, yeah. It's Anyo. How do you feel? Hen, it's season two. Do you feel different? Anyo Henmayo. <laughs> it is finally Wait, season two. That whole thing was season one? Yeah, 100 apps, season one. <laughs> you, you never heard of it? at the end of the last episode, Hans was like, so I'm just letting you know I'm, this officially we're in season two. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> 100 of them. Hey man, we give them their bang for their buck. Don't hundred episode seasons, baby. This ain't ninety nine cent tape. Tape more than you know cheers. I mean. Yeah, uh, but w- things have come up that we could use some export uh, opinion on. Henning, let's. It's Christmas, so let's not mm. start with the skank. Let's start with the the crank. The skank? tell me about Polar Express. Do you have any insights as to why oh. that animation is so creepy? Why Zemeckis would have let that animation get through the first, uh, what do you call it, daily or whatever, the first Uh rendering, and do you know anything, and did you work on it? Did you you animate Hobo? Well, that's the big secret about motion capture, right? That there's a whole army of animators fixing it after they actually capture it. They they make believe like the technology just goes right from the actor's face into the computer and onto the movie screen. But no, there's so much digital. Uh, what's it called? Di- po- post make makeup, ah, digital makeup or something. 
animators, whole army of animators have to go in and fix the shit that so uh, Henning, you Gollum can... is doing and Tom Hanks is doing. Got it. Like, illuminate it that. Does that help at all? Uh, like, the motion should. capture dots and the stuff? Does that, as an animator, is there anything in there that is good? Why I mean, that it? helps you animate, or do you just do twice as much work? Why not just animate? It depends on... I I agree with you there, Hans. Just start from start with an animator. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I want a job, <laughs> but sure. The the motion capture always needs a little love afterward. Anyway, if you let an army of animators go wild on Tom Hanks's motion capture, then it would be a totally different film. It might look more like a like a Pixar or something. But what uh, what have you seen the but Polar I guess, Express? First I guess of all? Zemeckis. <laughs> I have not. Wow, joy, joy to the world. <laughs> yeah. Work, yeah. They have dead eyes, sharks' eyes. Yeah. It's really weird. When was that? That was. It was that in the nineties. No, still? no, 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 no. They no, came no. out. Case no. two thousand five, mid aughts. Yeah, I was gonna say two thousand five, two thousand six. All right. Well, they didn't have. It's a bummer. I don't know. Are are the eyes not shiny enough, or do they just not move? They're like doll eyes, and they. Right, stuck stuck straight forward. They don't make eye I contact guess they didn't... with each other. Uh, it... Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it's just Tom Hanks acting against nothing. It's his sockets, time, his so hollow sockets. Him. Yeah, they didn't motion dot his retinas, which they should have. Just do big nutsacks <laughs> yeah. in his eyeballs. Right. <laughs> Take the eyeballs out. Put ping pong balls in there. It's weird heading. It's like the face is pinned. Because obviously they're like, look at how much it looks like an old version of Tom Hanks. But the way the bodies move, they move like those floating car things with the fan in the bottom. It's like they they didn't build a structure on the the body part. They just like are moving an empty suit. It's Hmm. weird. It just like so the face looks hyper realistic. And then the body movement just looks hollow it looks like just looks like it is there's nothing in there it's just fake but so the body movement is failing too usually you see it just in the eyes or the face because you spend all of your time as a human looking at faces and trying to read them and you know if something's off that's what we talked about the moment which is the kind yeah the concept of uncanny valley which i'm sure you know that we, that's where we were going with it that we just we were like the moment you see the first hanks on polar express you're like i don't like this i know there's something alien about this and i i it's feel like hanks it's like hanks but i've seen hanks and it's not hanks Ugh. it's funny it's like like it's like a puppet inhabiting hanks's dead yeah flesh you're pouch. like it's strom cranks <laughs> strom cranks <laughs> <laughs> Strom Thurmond. I knew it he was just gets wasn't Hanks <laughs> instead of Tom Strom. <laughs> Nobody messes with Tom Hanks. It's no, he's, give it he's to him. weird. He's just from Azerbaijan. <laughs> Strom Hanks. Strom Cranks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the closer the closer you go to it actually being Tom Hanks and something you know, something mm-hmm. close to reality, the closer you go 
but still fall short, the worse the deeper you are down Uncanny Valley, the worse yeah, it man. looks. Just give what me should like have a... happened is a is the animators should have made it look more cartoony. Give me a Bluthy Hanks tooting around. Old Don Bluth-style Tom Hanks is all I need to see. Give me a (laughs) rotoscope mutual life insurance commercial by Waking Life guy, and I'm good. Yeah, what's the difference between rotoscope and motion capture? Uh, Rotoscope, you're just tracing right off the film cell. Boom, motion capture. You're Uh, capturing that motion? I guess, in a way, yeah. Hey. That no looks ping pong So much cooler. Yeah. Like those old Fleischer Supermans? That's all rotoscope. Wait a minute, wait a minute, it wait gets, a minute. Again, yeah. gets hinky in the face stuff because they just like oh, yeah. stop giving a shit about people talking. I, I sense a little animation elitism from Henning on the old rotoscope front. Well, fuck yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> it takes. You need a trace? And trace live action and call it your own animation? Fuck no. I guess you're. I know Disney gets... did that all the time. Yelled at for the physics of leather straps and huh? how they hang on fictional beasts. <laughs> like he's put his time in. So, so I'm not just gonna trace a strap hanging off some fat guy's back. He's so he's strap, gonna make fun of all those worst, Garfield Valentines I did by hand. They just happen to look alike. <laughs> wrong with a good trace all right norman rockwell traced <laughs> he's a i treasure <laughs> what do you think he drew you, a just Santa like with a coke just like the motion capture you can memory? trace you can use it for reference but then put your own spin on it otherwise yeah. the animator is completely removed as an artist and you're just a technician what, tracing he, a over reality photocopy machine who cares yeah I've seen Wake. Yeah. yeah, no, Waking Life, they put cool hippie colors on there, man, and lava and right. the pants. It's cool. See, but I hate The that, animators though. were allowed to play <laughs> Why do with it. I hate that. I just hate those movies. I can't <laughs> stand them. Well, I hate the, uh, the era, the era, well, I don't know, uh, air, like to be haughty, to be. I think Waking Life is um, pretentious as fuck. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they're tracers. God, that's how they get you. They trace, but then they talk about God and fucking dreaming <laughs> in your feet. And then didn't they do? They did a um, they did a, a Philip K. Dick movie, Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly. Oh yeah, didn't do it for Using me. Using that technique, they just shot in a house in Malibu one weekend. That's it. And then they drew over top of it. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is Ralph Bakshi did part of his wild lord of the rings animation rotoscope and it looks amazing it's like a really cool blend like he did the ring wraiths rotoscope and they i think i've talked about on this podcast are still it's still one of the most horrifying things i've seen on film it's perfect so good hmm. well Bocci's proved he doesn't need to rotoscope you know what I mean like he's a, an animator enough to do other weird shit sure I used he knows to love when to Bocci use it. back in the day I've since fallen a little bit out of love with him don't backtrack because of the amount of 
the amount of rotoscoping. Don't backtrack the way I had to scale it back on my love of Jim Carrey's art. I had to listen oh, to that. God. I'd never seen anybody fold like a lawn chair in their whole life. <laughs> I like Jim Carrey's art. I don't. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Get a spine, you piece of shit. <laughs> I should, I should. I should ding off. Well, thank God someone's out there to defend Jim Carrey's honor. <laughs> That's true. Not his mountains of fucking cash. <laughs> Just punching cash. Uh, so we we got Polar Express. We we discussed issues. Maybe Henny needs to watch yeah. it. I hope he watched the ultimate animation, Jive Turkey, by now. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Holiday. Speaking that, of cranks. That clip sounded great, though. <laughs> it's going to be. You're going to love it. But if people have heard about Chive Turkey the last it's an animation? three episodes, uh, is it animation, Henning? <laughs> it's fantastimation. It Fan- is unparalleled <laughs> in how insane this animation is. You are going to uh, lose it. You'll love it. Um, but, okay, so we hit that topic, right? We're in Anohendrini. Now, the other big one. It's a big one because somebody's joining SAG. <laughs> In the stars of hell, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta, Hold on. I gotta know about this. Sagan? You can put Neil deGrasse in the show of tin, but don't you drag Sagan in there with don't him. Don't drag the Sag. I thought Sagan already was in there for some <laughs> reason. Am I mistaken? Or did I make he that? He built up? that Shovey ship of the ima- dirty imagination. So just Sagan, what just I thought he gave weed to like his young <laughs> college students <laughs> no, to like didn't. seduce them. In order to have sex with him? No, well, maybe a just a. He's lonely. That being said, he's not. That being he had said, three wives. He, well, <laughs> speaking of, did he? Oh yeah. But speaking of where Neil deGrasse Tyson learned everything he knows, socially and scientifically, <laughs> um, what is going on with that story, Henny? Because I, I, we talked about it a little bit, but I don't know the specifics. And I feel bad because when people have been like mentioned something, I'm like, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson is crazy. They're like, oh man, harassment thing. God, I feel so embarrassed. I said this because I don't know the details. (laughs) This is going to be awful. But they're like, what a harassment thing. I went, oh no, no, no. Full on rape. (laughs) And that's not funny. (laughs) Obviously it's only funny that I'm now thinking about it going like, I don't know that shit for certain. I don't know the details at all. <laughs> so and neither does our president. It doesn't stop him from just talking. <laughs> right, there was the president. That, there was that rape allegation out there. Oh, so there for was okay years and years Being from college. His no college one, days from back in college days, right? When no Sagan one, uh... was his professor, mm-hmm. <laughs> thought so. He crawled on top of Sagan, unprovoked. Made Sagan grab the sides of that arcade. Pinball machine? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, no one really paid it too much attention until two more women came forward with with misconduct allegations. The one uh, following her tattoo into under her dress. Creepy. She doesn't then... have a tattoo. And she died in the Civil War. <laughs> She was in. He was interested to see if Pluto. Neil deGrasse Tyson was... ghost molester. <laughs> he doesn't believe in ghosts. Science. That's why, because he can get away with it. Then. 
So go ahead, Hen. The other one uh, was, what was it? Oh, yeah, someone who worked with him on Cosmos. Uh, that has a bad Carl legacy. Carl Sagan's show, How Dare You. Dig ass. Where did those Which crystals was... end up? He was like pulling teeth to get Ashley to watch it the first time. Now there's not a fucking chance. I can just picture like you get on the set of Cosmos and Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know you 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 love this man. You 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 idolize him, and he comes out and he's like, "I when when I say shoot, I want to shoot. I got a big dick, and when I say I want to fuck, I want to fuck." And then he puts out a big old chindo made out of a crystal of the imagination. <laughs> Anyways, not to besmirch was, what I don't know, but go ahead, Hen. This girl was his driver, and and he invited her up to his hotel room on a couple occasions, I think, on the show, while they were working together on the show Cosmos. And he's like, she she said something like, oh, he, he said he needed release sometimes he just needs to kick back oh, and he was like that's the fucking do you have classic any, do you have any forms of release that fucking you need wink, wink. and he's so like, scientific no i'm a that was i'm a spiritual person that that was legit i was just his his excuse totally comes apart when you compare it to what she said uh, because he's so supposedly so intelligent, he doesn't know how to choose his words wisely. <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, like religious stuff. Like, why didn't you say meditation then, you fucking idiot? No, you were talking about your dick, and you're not brave enough to just be like, I want you to suck my dick. I want an old <laughs> yank. And that's not even brave. It's just like, but you're like, um, I need a, I got a headache, and I get bad headaches. <laughs> I like, it's like you're gross. You're pathetic. Yeah, I mean, so obviously the victims, like, we should always say, like, that's horrendous. But, like, I kind of right, wish, I wish I could have taken the bullet for all of them. She Just, couldn't do that job anymore. That's the that's the damage that it did. Of course. She was out of, out of Hollywood. I wish I could have bit the bullet for all these women early on in Neil deGrasse Tyson's when he dropped that intelligent veneer and just said, Hey, Hans, I need a yank. <laughs> and then I said, just, what did you say, sl- Neil? Neil! You slapped that little piggy dick with a ruler <laughs> right across the top. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you think DeCross is, um, done? Yeah, I think he's probably done. It's a shame that, uh, he, w- he was such a great popularizer of science. And yeah. He already has a episode, a season two of Cosmos in the can. That oh, they can't no. do anything with now. Whoops! He's putting us back. Maybe into Harvey Weinstein will do the voiceover. He was he was absolutely a, a hero of mine. Not not on Sagan level. No, oh, I. But uh, I thought he was pretty great. This one too. hurts. It doesn't. It hurts me. It doesn't hurt science. Yeah, right. Are you no. out of your mind? There are people <laughs> yeah, down did... south burning. Just white flags with the word science written on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just such such a bummer because he's he was such a charming, like well spoken advocate for like right. like curiosity, like just don't be afraid of knowledge. Yeah. Like don't be right. like just pursue something. But let's not, not women unless you want them to. Let's he not was funny. He was just on Colbert like a couple days before those 
next two allegations came out hosting Colbert Colbert for him. Whoa. Oh, really? I didn't even know mm. that. The mighty wings of wax floweth, flieth too close to the cosmetic star. <laughs> cosmosic star. See? I'm already dumber now that he's not in there, in my face. <laughs> Raising, the... <laughs> Raising the flag. Shift him backwards. He could, you could oh, probably no. have a great thesis 20 years down the line and link his popularity associated with science and the decline of scientific evolution. I'm just saying. Is he no more done in, in all aspects? Like, I understand he's done from, like, the entertainer point of view. But, like, was he working in academia? Was he, like, a professor? Like, could he go back and teach or write papers? Chair of the Hayden Planetarium. I don't know <clears throat> if he keeps that. <laughs> he's probably a professor somewhere. He might be able to write a paper under... Tyler DeGrease Nielsen down the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he's, he's clamoring to get in that next Tesla rocket. He's like, just put me in it, man. Get me out of here. Just shoot me. Hail me to sun. Mars. Done put with this planet. In, put me in that sports car strapped to that rocket. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> well, fuck him. If that's what he did, fuck him. I don't care how smart he is. I thought he was too smart. I don't know. Just weirdo release. Regard- that makes me. That's the worst. That's one of the worst. Release. That's not the worst Ugh. part. But that's such a cop out, man. If you think you're too cool, and if you think right. you're Mr. Popular, everyone and you, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Just go get a fucking massage, you old. Because f- that's because he's too weird and scienty. Right. Science-y. It's he's like- too nerdy to go. I'm just gonna go pay twenty bucks and have someone tug it from behind my back. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like he, go to a bar, pay to go to a bar and meet a woman at a bar. He's married, right? Not that I give a shit about, you know, what other people do with their own relations as long as it doesn't hurt other people. I really should have checked up on this. Sorry, I don't know. He's married to the Cosmos, baby. He's married to the guy who did the voice of Elmo. That's what I heard. <laughs> no more puppets, no more science. <laughs> Well, regarding Henry, regarding it doesn't. Okay, I know it. It'll hurt. It'll give science in general a black eye, in the popular eye. But he. Okay, to say (laughs) he he said all the time. This is a Neil deGrasse quote. Yeah. Oh my God! It's tattooed on his chest. (laughs) Henry, put your shirt on. Stop pounding your chest. (laughs) The good thing about science is it's true whether you believe it or not. The good thing about science, to tweak that, is it's true whether the practitioners of it are chovies or not. Yeah, I I agree with that. What you're saying, and I also I'm obviously I don't (laughs) now. Let's bury it in a sarcophagus in the desert for. Let's go release our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren. Uh, the uh, the only the aspect of that is the truth. If we really think about our dregs of humanity right now, nobody was fucking listening to what Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying about science unless it was prefaced with "Star Wars was bad." Then they went, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy who I think is a scientist, or maybe he just played one on some sitcom. He doesn't like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings." Huh. 
You think they listened to him when he was talking about particle accelerators? They're like or climate change. Yeah. Obviously not. He wants the he's he's he's, he's <laughs> burning aerosols right now trying to speed up climate change to end it all. <laughs> he knows how to get the job done. I'm taking your carbon <laughs> toxins into the air. What what were those called? CBCs? CFCs for the ozone CFCs, layer. CFCs, yeah. But it had a cool sounding name. Uh, whatever happened to that, guys? CFCs? Yeah, what was the full name? Chlor- chlorofluorocarbons. Yeah, that sounded yeah, so That's what made the hole in the ozone. Well, well we fixed it didn't. It. Yeah, because there's oh, no hole in the ozone. So. I saw space balls. They just put a little screen over the hole. <laughs> screen door? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think there was a screen door mm-hmm. then. So let's see. Close it. You're letting the cold air out. Uh, let's see. I was trying to catch us up on anything we might have missed from old Hen Dignity here. Uh, no, I think we're pretty caught up, gentlemen. We got, uh, uh, has anybody seen, besides Casey, the new Russell, Kurt Russell vehicle, Christmas Chronicles? What? Henning hasn't seen it. Henning. Hey, you have so many hey, terrible hey. things to watch. No, we just new Christmas. There's a new Christmas movie Fancy. starring Kurt Russell on Netflix called The Christmas Chronicles, where he plays a sassy Elvis singing skinny Santa, and then some. Oh, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then Santa. the E Street Band joins him and <laughs> jails him up. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Okay. Well, it's getting really. It's the talk of Charleston right now. Let me tell you that. Wait, it's not Ooh. in Taking North Pole. He comes down. No, nope, he's down, down in the states, baby. The city, Chicago, right. I think. Gritty like, city. He's mm-hmm. lost in Chicago. Something Slay like breaks down. Reindeer go on the loose. Mm. He helps some cops get back with their nagging wives. <laughs> <laughs> can can I can I crank it out for a minute here? Can sure. I, can yeah, we be done with out. the trope of super high tech sleighs? Can we suspend our to... disbelief? I don't need to see mm. another sequence of "Hello, Santa." We've updated the slide tonight. Here we've got ultra radar that runs on right. human bones and like or human spirits. <laughs> it's stop, like just be stop a slapping machines on it. Don't you don't need a Mister Fusion on the back of it. It's just magic. All right. That's it. That's it. But I'm getting paid by the word for the script. I need to flesh it out. <laughs> My kid's gotta eat. <laughs> Add a couple you more know reindeer on Donden, on Blitzen, on, on Rainier and Gordon. I just want it to be a platform with just sitting on the backs of like 30 reindeer. So it's just undulating. <laughs> like, like, let's take the tech back. Like, get rid of the sleigh. Like, he's got a wicker basket attached. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go way, way back, baby. Wicker basket, tennis rackets Hot on his feet. Just ride the moon. Just ride the moon like a hobby horse. That's it. That should be the next Christmas movie. It should resemble, uh, who was that, like one of the original filmmakers, or I'm sure uh, an auteur would argue, but like that French oh, filmmaker, the, uh, Molinier. The French one that did the, uh, the can't, where they uh, go to the moon. Yeah, Molinier. Where they shoot Lumiere? the rocket to the moon. Lemay. Lemire? Lemo? Might be Lemire. Shoots the rocket to the moon. The next yeah, Christmas hits the, movie, uh, Moon in the Eye, should the one where the spaceship goes in his eye. Yes, yeah, 
that's by the way that's a uh, the VFX side total side note. Uh, VFX has like our Oscars, like when you if you work on a commercial that was really technically cool and you get like best animated character of of all the commercials, you get a, an award that has the the moon with the bullet in its eye. From that oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's the one you want. Screw the Grammy. The VES Awards, Visual Effects Ooh, Society. This will tie it back in. I mentioned it last week. Ashley and I were watching that miniseries from Earth to the Moon, mm-hmm. starring uh, Clovis von Hankenstein or whatever you called him. <laughs> Strom Cranks. <laughs> Strom Cranks. Uh, but the last episode is like Tom Hanks plays an older guy that reminds me of fucking polar express and he's a guy who worked on that movie oh so it like it's this weird cross-cutting of like a fake documentary where tom hanks is wearing like really lo-fi old man makeup doing a like bad french accent and then uh it cuts back to like astronauts closing down nasa really wait he played the he played the moon guy in a he, historical remake. He played he the, the assistant the to the moon guy. So you see him talking as if it's a documentary. And then you see these reenactments where Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks' age because he's playing the young guy as they're filming mm. the film. But then there's also this other story about the last Apollo flight. So it's just this really weird, surreal. Anyways. No, 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 no. Sorry for the uh, aside. <laughs> no, no, you bring it back to Polar, and it brought us to something amazing. You know how you we always talk about the Hollywood movie pitch, right? And Henny, you just nailed mm. it. 2020, Christmas, Hanks, or Cranks, Hanks plays the moon. Clovis Frankenstein <laughs> plays the moon, yeah. Tom Hanks as no the moon. The moon as the character. Yes. I haven't seen that. Except oh in Mighty God. Boosh. You guys seen Mighty Boosh? That's yes. an awesome moon. Everybody look at also, the Also, um, Robin Williams played the moon what? in uh, um, uh, Baron Munchausen. Did really? you guys uh-huh. ever see Baron no. Munchausen? Uh-uh. Uh, it's a Terry Gilliam movie he made like, like yeah. in the late 80s. It's really good. It's fucking nuts, but it's based on that old... F- character from folklore like fairy tale like he's baron munchausen and he sort of has of like munchausen the... syndrome yes munchausen by proxy because in the story he has he's sort of like a don quixote-esque character like he goes on these crazy crazy weird adventures um so it's this little kid that teams up with this baron munchausen and they go to the moon and there are giants and then it's like robin williams plays the moon and is, is he eric like idol face in the moon yeah like just like that silent movie in the moon that's good <laughs> <laughs> what was eric idol playing then he's like part of his like crew of like washed up folklore heroes hmm. so he has like super speed but he's slow <laughs> it's, it's it's one he of those movies if do it when so you see slow. it as a as a kid you're like what the fuck is this this is everybody that i know and recognize but this movie gives me the creeps that uh uh talking about robin williams i forgot to bring this up to you guys the last couple weeks 
there's a channel down here that is the all infomercials all day infomercial channel. It's like channel two or something. And one of the things they keep shilling now is so fucking shisty and dirty. And I didn't think they did anymore. And it's the Time Life Robin Williams collection. And it's literally like like clips like those old of, serial killer books. It's no, no, it's clips. It's DVDs, DVDs, which are clips of Robin Williams' greatest moments. And it's three and or no, what would it be? Uh, four installments of twenty five. It's a hundred dollars. And literally, I was like, no fucking way. And I looked it up. It's literally just any clip you could want to see on YouTube. But then, like, interviews in between with some cast member that, right. you know, met Robin Williams. It's not the movies. It's not the movies or his TV shows. It's just yeah. all his appearances. Tim on Carson. Places. It's like a yeah. Christmas gift you get huh. from an aunt. She's like, I heard you love Robin Williams. And it was like, oh, great. It's two hours of three minute clips of <laughs> things I would actually would rather be watching. I was thinking it's so. Just two hours? That's four DVDs. More like. Oh no, it's hundreds of hours of hours of Robin Williams clips. And you have to think, do you think he like Sagan and maybe Tyson, I don't mm-hmm. know, had three wives or four. Do you think it's like mm-hmm. a we gotta get paid situation? Like we're gonna sully we're gonna put slap Robin Williams stamp on all these DVDs of literally just some nerd in a basement ripping clips off of YouTube. I funny you said that I was like, Does Robin the Robin Williams estate? Because they would have to sign off on that, of and that just seems like a... His son does talk on the infomercial. It's like, I'm the third cousin's great-great-grandson of Fatty Arbuckle, and I, but I'm the only living relative of Fatty Arbuckle, so I'm like, baby, we're selling Fatty Arbuckle movies. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, I need to make some money. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> no, it was, so Robin Williams does have a son. I don't want to again besmirch anybody's good name but but the thing about robin williams son is interesting because a lot of times when you say judgmentally i guess but like of a celebrity's child they're like uh it's like an ugly shia labeouf you know like you're very Mm. diminutive to the child Mm -hmm. the child's appearance because they don't look just like you know strom skranks or whatever it's a uncanny valley He's yes, like yes, Robin Williams, yes. but not quite there. The thing no about soul. Robin Williams' kid is he's like kind of good looking, but he still has Robin Williams' face. So it's <laughs> it is totally that uncanny valley. So you're like, what? And he's not funny. He's very, at least in this commercial, he's very cold and straightforward. Like you really want to? <laughs> would, <laughs> would you want to <laughs> imbue this session? Like. Oh, I gotta sell my father's ghost. I'm really gonna give it some pizzazz. No, I want to cut cut to the chase and ask you please to honor his memory. They are They're with five his installments ghost. of 1999. It comes. It comes with one of his bones. <laughs> oh man, old Robin William Bone Dust. So that made me think of like I was in a CVS doing something today and. There is just something really, un- this is, I'm in crank, Christmas crank mode. Something really unnerving about 
just the CVS or insert Walgreens here or insert a grocery store here or a Walmart here. The holiday section that just pops up for whatever holiday is and just gets Mm -hmm. filled with all these trinkets and treasures that are like literally made to last like a week. And you see like I was at the 99 cent store because I had to buy some bows, some wrapping bows. And like I saw somebody with just stacks of nondescript toys, like without like no thought put into it, right? Like that is gone. Like they went, I have four nephews, I have a son, and I <laughs> have a brother. All right, army set, farm well, set, the nephews police come first. set, police set. Okay, my shopping's all done. Set of what? Not even. Legos? <laughs> no, no, no. Just it's a nondescript Lego. set of things that look similar. Right. It's nine. I think it's a gun or a fork. Yeah, blocks spelled with a, I don't know, just a C <laughs> and a Z. It's just I don't know. There's something just like be, it's not, and it's not that I think these people. Uh, I think they're being duped by a holiday because, like, mm-hmm. it's not like I think that they're being. Uh, careless, I think that they're being tricked into thinking you have to get these gifts. This is a spirit, and it's like we're gonna shove stuff that you can you can't really afford, but you think you can afford because it's just ten dollars, mm-hmm. and they just slap you know slather it with packing tape, paint some paint a mouth on a stick. You know, it's just like come on. <laughs> well, I've seen that hot, hot toy mouthy sticky. Yeah, mouse stick. <laughs> oh, that was like, oh my god! I, by the way, trademarked between us. I made mouse my brother trademark. Made my brother. Um, mm. I have an idea for. We've got dong dips. We've got mm-hmm. vaginal yeast. We've got tit milk or whatever. I don't know what all our beverages were. I'm, I can't count beverages. <laughs> Gross bodily excretion drinks. <laughs> no, Sounds like us. No, I wasn't here for some of these. But yes, okay, we got our collection. Jerk practice official collection. So you, beverages. you can make wine out of anything. Anything. Uh-huh. You can make wine out of, ha- we had jalapeno wine, blueberry wine, anything. I got it. Hipster. Taking Williamsburg by storm rock wine and in the bottle bottom of every bottle is a pet rock is a pet rock with two googly eyes on it and a drawn mouth with a sharpie rock wine (laughs) i think the eye came off no it'll be too big kill me too big to get out the the mouth of the bottle and one like all the doofs like me will be like and that's how'd they get in there and then all the hipsters be like pet rock bitch like you get it and, nobody and then it. part of the sales tactic is you got to mm-hmm. smash the bottle to get it out. Yes. Like play up that scumbag vibe. Like drink like a real wino. Smash like the a, bottle afterwards. Like a rock star. Like a rock star. Oh, my God. Just saying. And you just fill it with corn liquor or something. I don't know. You can't make wine out of rocks, I don't <laughs> just, think. Just Maybe the algae shine. off a rock. <laughs> it's not just going to be water. And the essence of rock. <laughs> rock essence? Seeping out into it. Well, they say, like, wines, you know, it's you like... crushed up rocks? It's like licking a stone, get? certain just, wines. Just mud. It'd just be boozy mud. Oh, my it's God. Mud. Uh, mud, mud, mud. I had a new... It's so funny you said mud. 
because I have a new term for mud, and it came up today. Earth gravy. Wet dirt. Earth gravy. Earth gravy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call the fucking wine, earth gravy. I don't know what I was doing. I got something on my sneakers. Uh, or Meg, what were we doing? She was like, I was like, did somebody just, it, oh, it was a, it was an ad for like some like holistic food store. And I was like, did they just say like a special on like Helen's famous earth gravy? <laughs> like what is earth gravy? Oh. oh, I love it. It's just, yeah, mud. Of course it is. Put on your fucking toes and dance around. Goddamn hippie. So we didn't get to a lot of ha- a it's lot. It's better of than holiday. that ninety nine cent store rock shit. <laughs> you need a rock to break that packing tape. <laughs> yeah, you ever you ever pack? Uh, speaking of, we can wrap the sink this baby all up right there. Here's what's here's an experience I bet you guys have had. You don't have scissors with the packing tape. You don't feel like putting your mm. teeth down by that noxious chemically smelling tape what do you do you got a mm-hmm. pen in your pocket so you pull the tape tight and break Just it with stab the pen. It, yeah you... oh stab it with the pen stab mm-hmm. it five times all the way across the old pen stab yeah, trick yeah. what are they doing to Unless us man what are they nice doing? and cheap like hans's and it just creates this crazy jagged because it just shatters the moment you <laughs> you just end up stabbing your own arm well on that note the cranks yeah the cronk Right. Uh, good good one I don't like this at all fellas we can't start out season 2 like this not a, not at all you guys already started it we're well into it no, no, no. Yeah. we're well past I can't, I, we're well into the mediocrity that is I can't have this two. Hold the on. malaise Hold of on. season 2 pause, pause. <laughs> everybody listening we'll see you next week for part 2 of that lull <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right, there it was. A three man quartet, the three man quartet, and a return to normalcy. I am a fucking goon. Uh, you know, it's like a, you know, like a three man quartet. No clue. Just kept rolling with it. Jesus. Um, but that's that's okay. I'm not gonna beat myself over it. I'd say I say things. You hear that rain? I am driving in the rain. As per my usual, just my little promo recap, letting you guys know I love you. That's what I'm doing. Um, this was just part one of a part two episode, baby. Uh, if you like the pod, if you if you're really getting into the second season, why don't you go back and listen to the first season? You can go ahead and binge it. It'll take about a year, but that's okay. You got a year, don't you? And speaking of binging, because it's holiday binge time, watch the cookies, Tubby. Nah, that's rude, but you're going to eat a lot of ham. You're going to put a lot of ham on sweet rolls, so just take it slow, take it easy. You got New Year's resolutions, lutions, lutions to worry about here. You don't want to put on the extra weight and have to toot your way along the old treadmill till you're blue in the face. Um, but, speaking of binges, I'm almost done binging presidential. 
which is an amazing podcast uh, put out by the Washington Post. And as per that, here is my presidential recap from memory and clean, maybe a little addition through this comedic brain, as Henning says, here we go. Dun, 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 here is a cold tag. Alright, Ruby, let's you ready to do this? Okay. Alright, welcome to Presidential Amendment. From memory, no edits, no cuts, here we go. Today's episode is on the 29th president, Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding was born, was one of the first presidents born post-Civil War. Uh, he was a post-Civ, as we call them. I think he was born in 1968. <laughs> yeah, he was born, he was pre-post-Civ, pre-post-Civ War in 1965, 1865 or 6. He was, actually, he was born riding a bullet that was meant for Abraham Lincoln's head. But it missed, and there we go. A star is born. Warren Harding, it was in Cincinnati, I think. Old They called him the old Cincinnati chiller. <laughs> uh, let's see, he is one of our few presidents, if not the only president that came from a journalistic background. He worked in the paper industry, writing papers and getting stories and scoops, which will come into importance which will come into importance later on because one of the benefits of being a journalist is to be a good journalist you have to make connections this would both sink and this would both sink this would try stink sink and fink his presidential run no but it was also it also was a good way to get him into the office let's see as a young man, Warren G. Harding cut a dapper figure. He was fit, ravishing thick, thick eyebrows, chiseled, a prominent jawline, and he was a dunker. Warren G. Harding got his licks because he got all those chicks. He was a ladies' man, and not just because of his looks, but because he was an incredible conversationalist, he was a gentleman. He uh, was constantly um, looking for that next mate as though uh, he was never satisfied. He did end up reluctantly getting married after a number of affairs and he would go on to have a number of affairs uh, while married, uh, including a couple infamous affairs, one with a woman uh, that used to uh, was one of his best friend's daughter so who he knew from birth uh, they ended up sinking back up in New York when she was 18 oh. uh, and she actually ended up uh, birthing a child to him which I think is how you say that uh, this would come into importance because while he did support the child he denied its existence uh, so financially support, but not emotionally support. And people would not know of this. This would not become public until he, after his death. He also had a couple other significant affairs, which... Uh, Randy Warren, they called him Warren G. Uh, if you know what I mean. That's been taken. 
and, and as was discussed in the episode, one of those affairs, he was blackmailed while running for president, uh, in which the Republican National Committee took care of it by giving her a large cash bribe, some cash bribe, and putting on her on that sweet Japanese cruise. Um, all right, so Warren G. becomes president, and the reason he becomes president is basically because he's like a saucer of lukewarm girl lukewarm milk he is neither revolutionary or um let's see uh, adversarial within the party so they went or factioning in the party so they said give us give us the blandest thing you got give us your marlboro lights so there you go in the back of a smoky room all these powerful republicans decide Let's just get somebody basically we can control. Again, that would come back to haunt them because as Warren G. Harding comes into his presidency, he becomes more outspoken. You turn it upside down. He becomes more outspoken. He uh, is actually a very, don't drop that, a very charismatic president, as was discussed. He's constantly tooting on his horn, coronet, Doing some backward, doing the, uh, what do they call it? Doing the downward duck on his roller skates. And more infamously, some believe it, some don't. Everyone believes that he would constantly have uh, heavy drinking. Keep in mind this is during Prohibition. Uh, Heavily alcohol-fueled parties with his cronies um, and for poker games. But he would also have a number of women brought into the White House, and it is rumored that there was actually a secret entrance, tunnel entrance, built into the White House so his mistresses could come in without his wife knowing, but with dirty dogs like that within a relationship, the wives always know, which will come into play later. So, Warren G. Harding's administration is going fine, it's the roaring 20s, we're out of, we're done with Wilson and World War One, so things are booming even though prohibition is happening. It's the roaring 20s, but Harding uh, Filled his cabinet with all these connections and cronies and big businessmen and paper men and everything and He did not put adequate checks on them. So what happens is these guys all make side deals ie teapot dome selling government land to private industries uh, specifically that instance for what is now worth $5 million. This comes to light among with uh, a, a, a lot of other scandals and Harding's administration is in shambles. However, he recovers. Things are going well. He becomes the first president to take a tour to Alaska and takes a cruise ship down to San Francisco where he complains of stomach ailments and dies of cardiac arrest that night in his hotel room. He was an extremely popular president uh, during his death. That's what presidential deaths may do. And he was mourned for a long time. His vice president, Calvin Coolidge, would take over. And now the interesting story is how did he die? And my favorite theory is that he finally got what was coming to him and his wife poisoned his ass for cheating on her for the entirety of their relationship. I say we dig up Harding's bones, do some tests like they literally did with uh, John Tyler 
who died from eating cherries and milk. But it was typhoid because the White House had horrible septic system. Did you know that? Lincoln's kid died because of the White House uh, pipes. Benjamin Harrison died because of the White House pipes. Um, forget that everybody died because of those damn pipes. You know why? Because some scumbag, Dr. Toilet, uh, he was in charge of the septic system, and he uh, he put the septic above the drinking water so it was like dripping shit into their water. There should be a list of people that died from bad... They got typhoid because they were drinking poop. Um, so that is Harding, and... That is my recap. He was a flawed president, but an interesting president, but ultimately a forgotten president, and he was also, I think, a racist. <laughs> Say bye! bye.